everyone. We're back. We are back. We had a little blip. We had a microphone issue. Two microphone issues. Our primary microphone broke and our backup microphone broke. We went to record on Saturday night, ready to go, fully researched up. Fresh, Excited. Fresh on the brain. I was pumped up to record then. I was too. I feel like that might have been our best episode of all it time. It might have been. This one's going to be even better. <laughs> So we had to wait a few days. So this might be a little delayed for those of you that are chomping at the bit every moment that you know that our podcast is about to be released. All two of you. Kian, we're looking at you. <laughs> so this week, it's it's quite topical. It's thematic. A theme. <laughs> it's a theme. It is our favorite Super Bowl halftime shows. Yes. Hot route! Red seven, red seven, red seven! Look for me Hot in the route. end zone after red this seven. play. I'll be the guy holding the ball. John! What? Red seven! I don't know what red seven means. Hot route! I don't... What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? And that is because this Sunday is the Super Bowl. Which in case Super, you didn't know. Which Super Bowl is it? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're putting me on the spot. I'm I can't guess, believe you don't uh, know. We 50... Were... Six. I'm we going to guess. We Let's were see. watching old halftimes and you would just look at the stadium and know which Super Bowl it was. You're like, oh, that's Super Bowl 25. No. <laughs> well, there was four Super Bowls that I cared about. They were all in a row. If you're a Buffalo fan and you're listening to me, you know which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> if you're not a fan of football or a Buffalo fan, my team, the Buffalo Bills, went to four straight Super Bowls, which had never been done. They also lost four straight Super Bowls, <laughs> which had never been done. Oh, they almost made it this time. <laughs> yeah. So close. 55. Oh, I was off by one. Oh. So Super Bowl 55. 55 is happening on Sunday. Sunday. We will watch, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we're going to We always it. watch. We actually, didn't you sign us up for something fun? That's this Thursday. We signed us up for like uh, Guy Fieri. Is that how you say his name? I think so. Sounds good. Guy Fieri-led cooking thing. They just sent a box of stuff. Cooking ingredients, I think. Some alcohol of some kind. I'm not really sure. but Alcohol. Supposedly, there. I, I was reading through the book and there's like six dishes or something. So I'm going to be busy. Oh, that. wow. Yeah, you are going to be busy. Yeah. I mean, listen, after the debacle that was my salt wings from. <gasps> I almost choked just thinking about it. <laughs> from like two years ago. It was the year that Lady Gaga was in the Super This is how I know Super Bowls. I don't know what. What number it is or who was playing? Super Bowl 51, 2017. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga did the halftime show. He made... We what were, looked oh, like. God, they look so good. They came out of the oven and fryer. I mean, looking hot. They looked perfect. I they was, were thick and juicy. Oh, the, the I coloring. I just wanted to sink my teeth into them. Also being from near Buffalo, I'm a big fan of buffalo wings. So these were buffalo right. wings. But I tried a new recipe. Like, I've got a, a recipe for them that works. I tried a new one. And... I messed it up because I kept adding more baking soda. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, it was baking soda. These were in the end, like I was pulling one of the wings up to my face to eat it. And it got within like four inches of my face and I could smell the salt. That's how salty they were. Like I was just like swimming in the ocean. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, I took a bite and I was like, oh my gosh, I've ruined these. I've oh. absolutely ruined them. I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed. Same here. I, I was, those looked like the perfect wings. I was so excited. And to not be able to eat those at all. You know what? I, I was more disappointed than 
our wedding when it was freezing cold and it was like 20 degrees out and we had an outdoor wedding and there was a mix up and we had large, uh, what would, what do you call those? Like, like the heaters? Not like a keg, but like a keg. Oh, the drink dispensers. The drink dispensers. Yes. We had large drink dispensers that were meant to have hot chocolate and coffee and warm beverages. Warm apple drinks. cider because yes. it was in the fall. And we found out during cocktail hour that there was a mix-up and there were no hot drinks. None. Now, we were down there taking photos and we commented on how cold it was because my hands were starting to freeze. And we I was just see like, our breath. Yeah. But I was just like, well, the at sun least our- was going down, too. So it was getting more chilly. It was. Yes. But I was like, well, at least our guests have something yeah. warm to drink. And we drive by it. And we're like, why is nobody at the in our drink golf station? Cart. We were in a golf cart. We were in a golf cart coming back up. I was like, wow, why is nobody at the, uh, the drink station there? And that's when we found out no warm drinks. So those salty wings were actually more disappointing to me than finding out that our guests did not have hot drinks. Yes, that's how good they look. <laughs> they did. They look so good. I just, we had been thinking about them all day long. Yeah. And we didn't, normally I'll make like a bunch of appetizers and mm-hmm. stuff. But for this, we were just like, nah, we'll just make a bunch of wings and that's like, all I got we it. need. How can I, me- you can't mess up wings. <laughs> Who can mess up wings? He's normally really... You know, a good cook when he when he does it. I feel like I've only ever had two dishes that went sideways. I had the salt wings and the Thanksgiving Day eggs. I I still have no explanation what happened to those eggs. But normally I can make some scrambled eggs. And then I like, you know, I'm just like, well, let's make them cool. So I'll just throw a whole bunch of stuff in there. I threw a whole bunch of stuff in there like I normally do. So there's like butter, cheese, hot cream sauce, cheese. cream cheese. I don't know I don't what know. I put did in there. Did you put like half and half in there or yeah, heavy whipping I, cream or something? I did put heavy whipping butter. cream in there. Butter. It was just too much. I don't know. They, they had the texture of grits. It looked like grits. It was so bizarre. Yeah. And we and they just were wanted awful. like a little something to fill us up because we weren't going to have like I was cooking and we weren't going to have Thanksgiving dinner until yeah. like five. Just had to tide us over a little bit. <laughs> And it was not, all on my shoulders. Not with those eggs. Yeah, because I was like, there. I am not cooking us breakfast because I'm about to make a turkey. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. <laughs> I think we took a picture with those eggs. Oh, did we really? Maybe we should share that. We'll, we'll have to share that photo. <laughs> so my favorite thing about the Super Bowl every year is the halftime show. Mm-hmm. I am I can't say that I'm not a sports person because I do love soccer. You do. But I'm just not really a football person. I like going to games. I like being there in the atmosphere of it, feeling the electricity in the stadium. But I'm not a fan of watching it on on the telly. So we had to go through and watch many halftime shows on YouTube on Saturday. I feel like it was like 30. We watched a lot because we needed to kind of narrow down. And our original plan was to stick with, you know, our typical theme of nostalgia to try to pick things like in the 80s and 90s. And then we realized that in the 80s, it wasn't really a particular. It was more like a theme, like a like marching a show, band, like a, a not a show, but yeah, like a marching band or yeah. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't like a specific celebrity the way that it got to be later on. Yeah, like a few of the early ones we saw early 90s, it was like a Disney themed halftime show where it was like Disney characters doing like crazy things. And they still do that later on, but they would start to add in actual artists that you knew. But yeah, so there weren't any, I think, from the 80s that we chose. No. So we we kind of are going a little off brand because we have a few in our list that are even that are very recent. I do. I have a very recent one. (laughs) (laughs) 
So let's go. You go first. All right. My first one. This is the most controversial (laughs) Super Bowl halftime ever. But it was actually a really good show. It was a lot of fun. People will never remember that. They won't. Unless they they go watch it again. They will remember the last second of it. Yep. It's the... The end of this song? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The 2004 Super Bowl 38 halftime show with Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake... Kid Rock, Nelly, P. Diddy, and introduced by Jessica Simpson. That was so random. They like credit Jessica Simpson. And I was like, I don't remember her being in this. But she she just... She yelled. She like hyped everybody up and then she didn't perform. It was like five seconds and then it went on to the performances. But all of the performances were actually quite good. They were, they, they were, were fun. They were fun. Like Nelly and P. Diddy were good together. I'm not the biggest P. Diddy fan, but I enjoyed that performance. Him and Nelly really worked well together. And Nelly sang hot and hot in here. Yeah. And they Kid did, Rock had a good they performance. Did, uh, was it Mo Money, Mo Problems? Is that it? Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And Kid Rock was Kid Rock. Yeah. He did his Kid Rock thing. He did the bow titty daba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it slow. I could like yell it. Bow to the bow to the bow. titi daba. Bow ti daba. I don't know what it is. Bow with the bow. I think that's more like that. Bow with daba. That's like bow with the bow. No, that's not the name of the song, unfortunately. it's. I'm going to spell it for you. B-A-W-I-T-D-A-B-A. Say it. Bow with the bow. Bow with da ba. Okay, you win. <laughs> oh my god. Also, he did cowboy too. Cowboy. So then Janet came out with Rhythm Janet, Nation, and she well, she opened the show. I forget what song she opened with, and then it switched to everybody else. All for else. you. Yeah, all she for started you, with yes. all for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was like all the girls in the party. Yeah. yeah. Free and love Janet, and and then it shifted to everyone else, yeah. and then it came back to her. She did Rhythm Nation by herself and then ended with Rock Your Body, which... Yeah, and Justin was not out there for that long. He was out there for 30 seconds or so. You know, it wasn't much longer than that. Yeah. They just, like, walked around and danced. They, like, grinded on each other. Yeah, and then infamously, the end of that happened. Right. And we looked into that because, you know, that was a long time ago, and... I know that there are people today that still like that changed their feelings on Justin forever. Yeah, I couldn't find what he did wrong. I'm sure because I I think it was widely accepted that he didn't handle it properly. I just don't know what he did wrong. I'm sure he did something, though. I just don't know what it is. Right. I think, you know, and Janet was was obviously we watched the interview that she did with Oprah where she talked about it. And she was obviously very hurt by Justin. Yeah, she was. Of course, they had stuff going on that nobody knew about, really. You did. I knew about it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But... She was she was hurt by him for how he handled it, but she wouldn't really say. She was just saying that he she she had heard that he had said some things. Yeah. I can't fully remember. If you remember, write into us and let us know. But I feel like he basically said it was planned and she was saying it wasn't planned. Yeah, like initially that's what he said. Right. And then they had to either backtrack on that or it wasn't true. One or the other. I right. don't know what it was. But don't quote me on that because that's just a very faded memory. Mm-hmm. Because later he, you know, he had an interview on MTV with John Norris where he was saying like she got. He got 10% of the blame. 
Right. And it was, he said, if you consider the fault to be 50-50, I got 10% of the blame. Right. And he was saying that it was because she was a woman and she was a woman of color and, right. and all of that. But he didn't take responsibility for whatever it was that he had said. Yeah. Early days. He's, he just thought he could have handled it better, which is probably true. I, you know. He was so young. Yeah. I forget how young he was. When I watched that interview, I'm like, you are still such an immature guy yeah, at that point. he was point. very young at that point. Even though that was like post in sync. It still was. Anyway, so although I will say when you watch it back, it's like, how was it not planned when she was wearing a pasty? That's what I always thought. I was like, does she just roll around with this in everyday life? Because that sure looked like you meant for it to happen. But what they said was that, no, that part of the bra came off. It was only supposed to be this one part and the red part was supposed to stay. No, the red part could have been see-through-ish. You know, it just like a lace or something like that. So they Maybe. wanted to cover it up. It didn't up. look like it, though. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but... At the end of the day, it sucks because Janet's career was basically ruined. It was. And Justin's career took off. Did. I mean, he has just thrived ever since, you know? He never stopped thriving. Yeah. And for her, it was like... Destruction. Yeah. And, you know, she wasn't allowed to go to the Grammys, but he was invited to perform. Like, it was, you know, it was upsetting the way that the world reacted to it. Because I love Janet. Whether it was an accident or not, she was putting out there that it was an accident. People should have just taken her at her word and just known that like she she didn't mean to put her bare breast on television and yeah. even then it wasn't a bare breast there was a pasty but also when you watch this it's like why are people freaking out about JLo and Shakira when that happened spoiler alert <laughs> Anyway, let's get to, is it me? It is you. Now, the one thing I did not do that you did in your research was write down which Super Bowl it was. I have the year. Well, I'm not going to know which Super Bowl it was. I just will know if the Bills were in it. I'll tell you if (laughs) they lost. Well, this was because the answer will be yes. (laughs) This was 1991. The Bills were in it and lost. Okay. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) This was New Kids on the Block. I just feel like I have to put it in there because it's New Kids. And I was a massive New Kids fan in 1991. This was also the year that Whitney knocked it out of the park and sang that unforgettable Star Spangled Banner. I mean... I remember it it was all a desert storm at that point. Like I feel like the war was pretty fresh. I can still remember sitting and watching a tiny tube television, black and white, I think. Of the beginning of the Gulf War with, because I remember all the, like the anti-aircraft fire, like yeah. firing over all that. Like it was, I have it was some crazy. vague memories of that too, yeah. being being really scared and also not understanding. Really. Yeah, right. But also, I cannot ever get that image of Whitney singing that out of my mind. Yeah, it was unreal. But the New Kids performance, it was very Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney-esque. It was all the Disney characters coming out. It was a lot of children. It was, it's a small world. It looked, it looked actually like the ride. It's a small world that you see at Disney World and Disneyland come to life. Like, well, not that it's not already in life, but it was like the ride was there in the stadium. And then they brought out children dressed up like the, the animatronics. Yeah. That you see on the rides. Like, you, you thought it looked exactly like the ride. Yeah, it did. Especially for 91, yeah. you know? I mean, it just, it looked like a small world. And they sang a little snippet of We Are the World. They sang that song that goes, it makes me think of, I think there was a Coca-Cola commercial, but it's like, I like to teach the oh, world yeah. to sing. Right. You know? And then New Kids went into Step by Step. This one's for the children, where they brought out more children to sing with. And then what I thought was funny is because, you know, at the Super Bowl, they always, or at least they used to always 
include the crowd by holding up a card or doing something where they were involved. So they had an announcer come across and they were like, and now it's time for the card stunt. Ready? In three, two, (laughs) one. Like they announced it to the crowd and then everybody lifted their cards and it went around and they became children of the world, basically. And I think It's a Small World was playing when that went around. Okay. But it's been a few days since we watched that, so. Okay. My number two is from 2017, Super Bowl 51, Lady Gaga. Yes. Such a good performance. The year of the salty wings. (laughs) Yeah, the year of the salty (laughs) wings. And I mean, I guess this was kind of like a, a tame Lady Gaga experience, but I thought overall it was just really good. It was great. I I mean, I think that I expected a little more shock factor because she normally gives a shock factor. Yeah. But she was pretty low key for her. She was. It was a fun performance. She still like left and came back with these awesome like shoulder pad. Yeah. She jumped off the roof of the stadium. She was flying around on like a a wire system. Mm -hmm. Like she was having a good time. My favorite thing about her performance was when she got on the piano and, you know, she always like sits with her legs all crumpled up when she's on the piano like she's a five-year-old kid. Right. I don't know. I just love it. But she was playing... uh, a million reasons. And then she points in the crowd and she's like, hi, dad. Hi, mom. Hey, hi, mom. dad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we were talking about that, too. We were like, how surreal must that be for her parents? Yeah. To be like, wow, our daughter just said hi to us from center stage at the Super Bowl. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> it was awesome, though. But yeah, I mean, it gives you like a taste of what her live show might be like. Yeah. I think it's it's one that we've watched before. She's very talented. She is. I have seen her live. Oh, you have? Oh, that's right. You saw her a long time ago. Well, I saw her when she was just starting out. Just starting out, meaning like, you know, Just Dance was picking up on the radio. I think she probably started long before that. But she was opening for New Kids on the Block, actually. Oh, was she? So the first time I saw her was in Vegas, opening for them. It was her and like Natasha Bedingfield opening for them. Oh, really? Okay. I became aware of her in like 2008 or so. I think that's when Just Dance came out or 2007. It might have come out in 2007 and I was I think it was 2008 was when I saw her. And I'm pretty sure because I saw them, I think, three times on that tour. Really? And I'm pretty sure I saw her all three times because one of those times we were very close. So I have a few pictures of her. Yeah. I didn't really know who she was at the time. So it was like, I'll take a couple pictures just to commemorate. But I, I think I have like two pictures of her it's so crazy to think about in hindsight the only disappointment with the show is they she did telephone and no beyonce i really yeah, thought it would have been fun for beyonce but beyonce doesn't need to be greedy because she's already done two super bowls she's done a lot of super bowls yeah. <laughs> so they were like we're not gonna give her a third <laughs> <laughs> appearance on the super bowl so my turn huh it's all, right. all you so number two for me is the 2016 halftime show with coldplay Bruno Mars, and Beyonce, speaking of. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like Coldplay kind of got a lot of crap. Yeah, they got a lot of shtick for that one. (laughs) Shtick? Yeah, a lot of (laughs) shtick. We're really (laughs) editing ourselves here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and in re-watching it, I really just think... That Chris Martin was out of breath. I think he or was sick. nervous. And uh, yeah, he could have been sick because his voice was very raspy towards the end. He's yeah, he normally was, he way was more not powerful than hitting that. Any high notes. He was all just like mid-range and low notes. Right. It reminded me of I used to see Pink perform live a lot mm-hmm. in her early days, and she was always amazing. But every time that she did a live performance, like on the Grammys or you know, anything like that, it was not that good. 
Really? And it upset me because I was like, no, she's really great. It's also like Ryan Tedder from One Republic is the same way. I don't know if it's nerves or or what, but it's like live. I was blown away. But then you see them on certain live televised things and you're just like, oh, that's not a good representation. Now, are you sure that Pink's performance when you saw it was not like a track performance? Because you can tell you can tell the difference yeah. between a track and somebody I'm singing well. Ninety nine point nine percent sure that it okay. was all her. Okay, I'm I'm fairly sure. I mean, when I saw her, it was early days for her. Yeah, but I don't think that she's the lip syncing type. I don't think so either. It's just like nerves can have a big impact, though. Yeah, I, obviously. So I don't know what it was for Chris and breathing. You're right too. It could just be he was running. around. He was running around, which yeah. I mean, I've seen him live, and I do feel like he ran around a good bit. But it was a small stage where here he's like running around a stadium, right, like crazy. But it was still for me. It was a lot of fun. I love Coldplay, no matter what anyone says. There was like a little snippet of Yellow. He did Viva La Vie, Paradise, Adventure of a Lifetime, and then Bruno Mars comes in. With well, let a- me let me add this about their their performance. It was the most colorful performance I'd ever seen. The whole thing was so colorful. It was everything just popped. I don't know if it was the video that we're watching or what. It but could be because we went from these like awful, this awful footage from 1991 yeah. to, you know, 2016. And every it was like being in um, The like, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the Technicolor like swipes over and it's like, yes. whoa. But even when I look at pictures from that performance... Of like the three of them together, everything is very colorful. So it was just colorful altogether. But so, like I said, Bruno came in with Uptown Funk. He is always such a fun performer. I love his dancers and his band. I would go see Bruno just to watch his band dance. The energy of that show is fantastic. Yes. They're just getting it the whole time. Bruno is one that I have never seen live and so many people that I know have and I just, for for whatever reason, I haven't and he's definitely on my list. But then Beyonce comes out and she sings Formation for the first time that I know of as a televised performance. Yeah. And this was before Lemonade came out, which was huge. And Lemonade came out in April. I thought it was amazing. And then she did Crazy in Love and like Bruno came in with that. And then they did like this tribute. Chris Martin got on the piano Mm -hmm. and they did a tribute to like previous Super Bowl performances, which actually made me emotional. (laughs) It did. Show like a lot of the people that we're going to talk about, you know, but some people that are no longer with us and all yeah. of that. And then they all sing Fix You at the end, which is always a big, yeah. gives me the goosies. So I think overall, yes, there were some things that probably weren't up to par, but I think it was a great halftime show. Yeah. Performance wise, it was a really great show. The only thing lacking was Chris's voice. Yeah. And he gave it his, he gave it his all. He did, but I don't I don't fault him because I know overall he's a very talented person. So I identified with him because it's just like, that's what I sound like in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) No shade, no shade, no shade. I love Coldplay, by the way. I'm just joking around. All right. So for me, number three. 2020, (laughs) Super Bowl 54, J-Lo and Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. I love Shakira. Like, she is always having a good time when she's she's out there She's so much fun. We were talking about that because we just rewatched it. And it was like, she's just so happy. All of her songs and all of her performances, you just feel like bouncing around and smiling. Yeah. And there was like so much uproar about how sexy this performance was. And I was just like, why is that what you're concentrating on? Like they are performing, both of them, yep. performing well, 
They're having a good time and they're wearing outfits. They're wearing outfits that almost every other female in Super Bowl halftimes past have yeah. worn, which basically means they don't have pants on. It annoyed me so much. Like <laughs> me the, too. the conversation that was surrounding that, I was just like, this is annoying. The whole time I was just amazed at the fact that like JLo's 50 and Shakira's like 48 or something. Yeah, they were like, both killing it. They look amazing. Yeah. Like I wish I had looked like that when I was 20 and they're 50. Like, Ugh, unreal. I get why certain one of the outfits JLo had on and one, like a couple of the dance moves that maybe if you're watching with your children, you might be like, oh, eat, you know. It was but literally like four seconds of a 10 minute show. How many things on television every day are inappropriate for children? Right. Like, like you relax. can't watch anything these days yes. without something that might be inappropriate for a child. But these were mega performances by mega stars yeah. who are amazing performers and I was like, I enjoyed it. And I'm sorry if any of our listeners didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it. I feel like they were freaking queens up there. They were. I, I feel like they had a really good time. They put on a great show they from did. a from a performance standpoint. It was top notch. Everything. They were top notch. Their dancers, their outfits, the set yes. dressing, everything was fantastic. We're just not the type of people that are easily offended by things like that. Right. Exactly. We don't look at it through that view. We just so. kind of see it from an artist performance standpoint. Yeah. And, and that's I, it. I appreciated the artistry and the performance. It was fun. Absolutely. It was very well done. Bravo. All right. Next for me is 2012. It's Madonna, which ultimately is the reason why I chose it because yeah. it's Madonna. And then Strike there were a pose. <laughs> there were brief performances by LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, MIA, and CeeLo. I love that she kind of. I don't know if she chose or who chose, but it was like all performers that kind of go outside the box. They're edgy. Yeah, which is perfect for Madonna. It is. You know, she did a few oldies like Vogue and she did music, which was a little more current at that time. And then she did a new song called Give Me All Your Lovin'. And she did do like little snippets of Open Your Heart and Express Yourself, but it was like just enough to make you want more. Yeah. And then finished it off with Like a Prayer. Well, what about that like, cheerleader song? That was the Madonna. Give Me That was the Give Me All Your Lovin'. Oh, that's what that song is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize the name of that. Yeah. That, that was, was a fun song. I liked it. It was fun. I'm just saying it wasn't like a song that everybody knows. No, it's not. It was a new song. I think she was using that as, as a, a platform. platform. Yeah. There's absolutely. a lot of stats on like how much of a bump artists get from doing a Super Bowl halftime show. So it's like that can't be ignored for their ecosystem. You know, they've got to do that kind of thing. But of course they do. I love how she came out with that headdress where she yeah. could not <laughs> She could not move. move. And then she almost fell. She had these like bleachers sitting on the stage yeah. and she the first time she was trying to step up on one, she had dancers there like yeah. helping her, but she like stepped off the back one and it's just she's just so lucky she didn't fall off the whole stage. She got like high heel boots on. Huge Big. high heels, yeah. Yeah, platform or not platform, but just really high heel boots. Yeah, stilettos. And I was just like, that is an odd choice because you're gonna be dancing around. And that's another performer who's I think at the time in her fifties and Yeah, did well. Amazing. All right, next up for me, one that I wasn't sure about until we rewatched it. Which is so weird to me that you weren't sure about it because you are a huge Beatles fan. I am the it's, it's Paul McCartney, Super Bowl 39, 2005. I just, I don't remember it all that fondly, but maybe I was 
going and eating chicken wings. Because a lot of times I don't watch Super Bowl halftime show. It's time for me to eat. Were they salty wings? No, they were normal wings. (laughs) I didn't make them, so they weren't salty wings. But his... You even said, though, that this was the year after the Justin and Janet debacle. So you were like, in your mind, you said, you know, like, it was really boring. They went with somebody really safe. How safe could you be? Paul McCartney is like the safest that you could go, but doesn't make him any less amazing. No, and the performance and the show was incredible. It was. Absolutely incredible. For then, for now, for all time, amazing. If you've not seen his carpool karaoke with James Corden. It's incredible. You have to watch it. Yeah. Made me cry. Gave me chills. But they were driving around Liverpool and it was like right before we went to Liverpool. So we love Liverpool, the city. And we went and watched, what was the movie? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. And we got so excited because it was just a couple months after we were back from our visit over there and they were... In that movie, they went to Liverpool and we're like, oh my God, we've been there. <laughs> we're so excited. As we would say, we're famous. We're so famous. Anytime they show anything, <laughs> any place that we've ever been or any person we've ever met, we're famous. We're so famous. <laughs> but his show, like musically, you can't beat him. You know, right. it was great. But then just visually too, like this was 2005 and he had like a full LED stage. Like it was really impressive. It it was fun for me to go back and watch it and to appreciate it a bit more than I did at the time. Yes. Same here. I don't remember actually watching that one as it happened. I don't know what I was doing. I, I feel like I actually did see snippets of it while I was probably talking to people. But So next for me is from 2003. It's Shania Twain. No Doubt and Sting, which I really am just no shade to Shania, but I'm choosing it because of No Doubt and Sting. Ultimately, Sting. But (laughs) Shania comes out. She's looking hot. She sings Man, I Feel Like a Woman in a song called Up that I actually didn't know. Her Man, I Feel Like a Woman song was great. Yeah, I love it. She was great. There's nothing like her saying, let's go, girls. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just not a huge country fan, even though I know that she had. She probably had the best outfit I've ever seen. (laughs) Like it she was did like, have a great outfit. She, I mean, she looked hot, but it was cool, too. It was like this really long duster, but it like but then cut she in had on like the weight. A, like a bra top. And, yeah, she looked yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then you had No Doubt come out, which obviously that was early days for them because they just sang Just a Girl. They did. And, and poor Gwen. She was working hard out there. <laughs> Well, she started out, like it starts out and she's doing push-ups. She's doing push-ups. So she got winded right away. And then she's running all over. And, you know, she has her own unique way of singing, which usually works for her. But when you're out of breath, it just, it didn't sound great. It looked awesome and didn't sound great. Yeah. That's for sure. I love No Doubt, though. No doubt about it. I I mean, I love No (laughs) Doubt and I love Gwen because Gwen can sing. She was just out of breath. Yes, but she did come back. Okay, so then it goes into Sting, which he can do no wrong in my mind. He's just the, it may not be cool to say cool, but he is just the coolest. He's such an artist. He is. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just, his shirt was artistic. (laughs) <laughs> and like him singing the song differently than he normally does is artistic. He's just awesome. He sang Message singing. in a Bottle. Yeah. And he just never changes. He never goes out of style. He's just always the same. But, I mean, I, I'm sure he, you know, obviously he evolves, but he looks the same. He's like ageless. I yeah. feel like now he looks exactly the way he looked then. Right. And, you know, the No Doubt band was backing him up, which yeah. I, I was just thinking about how excited they had to be that they were playing they had to be. Message in a Bottle for Sting. Yep. And 
then Gwen comes out, and I think she's caught her breath a little bit. Yeah, because she sang really well when yeah, she came she back Yeah, then she sounded she sounded good singing with Harmonies him. Harmonies with him, like it, it was really good. It was a little odd that Shania didn't come out and finish that with them. I well, was she, waiting for her to come out, but I, she didn't. I was too, but I, I think she had a longer set overall. I think they split the sets up in half. Yeah. And so it was just Shania and her band. That's true. She did get up. two songs, and then they just had one. Yeah. But, you know, normally all the acts come together in the end. You're so right. I was surprised. But what year was that? It's 2003. I don't know if you had the big act mixing at that point. I don't think it had happened yet. I'm not sure when it started. It was that something. could have been the beginning. It, it might have been, yeah. All right. Ready for my last one? Ready. I stole this one because I made my list first. <laughs> he knew that I was going to pick it. It's the 2007 Super Bowl. Super Bowl 41, Prince. In the rain. Oh, my God. You talk yeah. about purple rain. This was it. You have to tell them about that little sliver of the documentary that we watched. Yeah. So we were pulling these up on YouTube and I was trying to find the full version of this. It was hard to find. So I clicked on one and looked like it. It was actually like a, a mini doc on this performance. And it's either like the stage manager or Prince's manager. Some guy that was running the show was telling Prince like, oh, hey, it's raining out there. Do we need to call it off? And he's like, can you make it rain harder? I've ever heard. He's the best. And the show that they put on was incredible. I miss Prince so much. Like he's such a he's such he is an artist as well. You talk about Sting being an artist. Prince was such an artist. Everything he did, just his outfit, his hair, uh, how he sings, his guitar. How he changes his name from Prince to the artist formerly known as Prince and then has a symbol for his name that matches his guitar. And matches the stage that he's on. Matches the (laughs) stage that he's on. And then he's like... And we're all just here for it. We're just here watching it. We're like on the edge of our seats. Yes, we love it. And he's he's behind like that... the sheet blowing in the wind and yes, he's playing his light. guitar. So good. Uh, in the rain. And they just kept on going. I'm like, how is this equipment working? Iconic. I know. Yes. How many concerts? I lived in Florida for 12 years. Yeah. And how many concerts did I go to that were either canceled or postponed because of rain and storms? And here he is just out in it. He's Can like, you make, it rain make it rain harder. harder. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it was only for like it's nine minutes, minutes or yeah. something. So he's like, I can do it for that long. But it's amazing that the equipment. I was actually nervous because the stage itself looked so slick. It looked like they were on an ice rink. Dancers out there again in these massive like stiletto yeah. boots that are just getting down to like a Tina Turner song. And yeah, like somebody's going to bite it. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> nope. It was amazing. Like that whole thing. He starts out with snippets of We Will Rock You, goes into Let's Go Crazy, Baby, I'm a Star. Then Proud Mary into All Along the Watchtower slash Best of You, which was such a cool My Foo Fighters. Up. Yeah, Foo Fighters Best of You. And then ends it up with Purple Rain. Ugh. Such a great show. So entertaining. My favorite by far. Probably mine too. Yeah. But I will say the last one for me, just because I was such a, I I mean, I still am such an NSYNC fan. But at the time, you know, that was like the peak and it was 2001. It was NSYNC, Aerosmith, with brief appearances by Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Melly. And it starts out with kind of a skit that you see at the beginning with Ben Stiller trying to get everybody like ready. And Adam Sandler. Yeah, then bring in Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And then... Oh, and I stand corrected. They'd already done the mashup there. So Shania Twain and No Doubt 
out staying oh, yeah. 2003. So that's right. I don't know why they didn't do it. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's okay. So this was fun because they did kind of, they called it like the kings of rock and the kings of pop, which was a little weird. Because Michael Jackson's known as the king of pop, and he right. was still around. He was, yeah. So, but that's just kind of what they titled it. But they did like a back and forth dueling stages, if yep. you will, where like NSYNC pops up and sings Bye Bye Bye, and then you shift to Aerosmith singing Don't Want to Miss a Thing. I think this was probably around the time of Armageddon. Yeah, because that song was huge at yes, that point. Yes, Diane Warren. It was so good. Yeah. Which she actually wrote a song for NSYNC, too. Then you shift back. It's going to be me. You've got them wearing the gloves where they shoot their hands up and like sparks come out of their fingertips. Yeah, they're like spark cannons. <laughs> yes. They were a bit winded. I will say if we're going to talk about people being winded and not sounding at their, their best. It was quite the contrast cutting between. According to him. sync and Aerosmith. And I was just like, wow. Well, you've got a band. One of these groups can sing. Is, oh, <laughs> Wow. Just kidding. They were winded. Get out of here. They were winded. Because you've seen them in person. Of course I have. Lots of times. Many, many, many times. And you'll attest to the fact that they can sing in person. Absolutely they can sing in person. Nerves. And dance while nerves they sing. And- I think it was definitely nerves. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I've never heard any of them hit a sour note. I have. It happens. But not, you know, if they're standing still and in a studio, they can sing their hearts out. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes when you're dancing like that, plus it's just a different atmosphere. You're singing at the Super Bowl. It's the same as I said for Chris Martin and Gwen Stefani. You know, it's... A hundred million people is a lot of people to perform in front of. So that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's not like they were newbies at that point. Like they had been on the road constantly for years at that point. It's just, it was just a different thing. I don't know. I mean, honestly, watching it this time was probably the first time that I ever really thought that it sounded that bad. I don't (laughs) know that I ever really noticed that it sounded bad because I love them so much and I could like see no wrong, you know? Are you sure that in person at the concert? Yes, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm just, because I remember there being certain shows where you'd be like, oh, like he had a note, you know, but. What was one of the Aerosmith songs? It was like Jaded or something. Jaded was a new song for Aerosmith at the time. Are you sure you weren't J-J-Jaded? Because <laughs> I'm the one that jaded you. Sorry. Which is actually Sorry. one of my favorite moments because after It's Gonna Be Me, they shift to Aerosmith singing Jaded and then NSYNC joins them. Yeah. And at the very end, Justin grabs the mic and sings that line that I just sang. He's letting them it's all know he's the star. Well, I think everybody knew that at the point. I mean, JC was also a star. Unfortunately, JC was the one that was kind of hitting some rough notes that night, but Mm -hmm. he was just out of breath. It's fine. He's very talented. Listen, their outfits were on point. They had great outfits. I love Justin's green jacket. Yeah. Jeans. They looked cool. They looked cool and they danced well. And at times, some of them sang okay. Aw, whatever. No, Justin Justin sang well in some parts, for sure. In some parts. (laughs) And then it shifts into Walk This Way. Yeah, that was fun. But also you think about, like, you are singing with Aerosmith at the Super Bowl. You can't tell me that your nerves would not be. I absolutely agree with you. I think the fact that I thought you were saying the opposite before, that the fact that they've been around for a while. I think the fact that they're in front of 100 million people on television in a, like the stadiums, probably they're used to that. But the pressure of being in front of that many people as far as an audience goes and performing with Aerosmith, trying to remember everything that they've got to do in this eight to nine minute span because it's real busy. Yeah. Well, also, they hadn't done stadiums until that summer after that. They had only done arenas and so such. is this like this is an 80,000 person crowd yeah. at least. You know, I don't I don't remember which they did do like some festivals and stuff like in Germany, but I don't know how many people were there. Listen, I'm trying to give them. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to tell you how much I know about NSYNC right now. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then with Walk This Way, they're going back and forth. And then Brittany comes on with her, her belly shirt. And she had like a cutoff, cutoff jersey. Like jersey. Yeah. She had socks on her arms. Yes. And trying to look super cool. Yes. I thought she looked cool. She actually. did look good. Yeah. She looked great. I was very jealous of her at the time because she was with Justin. So it's, Did you hate her at that time? Yes. Because she was with Justin? I did. I mean, I, I appreciate her artistry. I think she's, I, I mean, God bless her now. I don't know what's going on with her. Save her someone. But she was very talented and a great performer. Yeah, little pop princess. Yes. I was just, yeah, green with envy. But, and especially to see them perform together was, I just remember, I, I will never forget sitting and watching that. Were you being, just like stewing? I or was did you enjoy sad. it? I mean, I enjoy, I was, it was torn. It was mixed emotions because I... I was happy, but I was also like, yeah, jealous. It's like when Justin was taking my Janet. When, yeah, that's how you felt. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then you have like Mary J comes out and Nellie. I feel like Mary and Nellie kind of got gypped. Yeah, because Mary was singing in parts and sounded amazing. She did, but it was like, okay, so Steven Tyler like has her, his arm, like she's like in his armpit and they're going back and forth with yeah. walk this way, you know, and she's like belting out, but it almost looks like she's like shy and hiding yeah. because he, the way he's holding her, I don't know if it was meant to be that way, but it just kind of came across like, I don't know, like she wasn't really performing because she was kind of like Now, hidden. what if his performance food is like onions? He could have been blasting. <laughs> her in the face. She sounded amazing. She I, did. I'm just saying I feel like she was a little restricted and that's not her fault. But yeah. and then Nellie comes out with a with a rap at the end that is really fun. But it, I almost feel like it would have been more fun to have him in there a little earlier. Yes. You know, because it's like he does his rap and then they just do like a little dance and then it's over. Especially with Walk This Way, because in the 80s, that was like a Run DMC Aerosmith crossover, which was yes. incredible back then. So I feel like Nelly could have come out and done that whole part. But, you know, creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> but that will, you know, obviously always have to be number one for me. I feel like there are some honorable mentions, though. It was really hard to, uh, as most things, it's hard for us to narrow down. Yeah. Diana Ross was amazing. She was. Like, that time. What a freaking legend. Towards the end of it, she's up on this platform with this cape that's like 80 feet long. It's so long. And it's like shiny gold or something yeah. or whatever color yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a gold robe. It was incredible. You're just like, wow, nice job, Diana Ross. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> and then she's like, this also is like super dangerous, but a helicopter comes in as she's performing and she's like, oh, my ride's here. And yeah. she, Out she goes. boards the helicopter and leaves the stadium like strapped in with her waist and her arms, but hanging off, like her legs are hanging off the helicopter and she is still singing. I think she's singing like like take me higher or something like that. And she's exiting the stadium in a helicopter as she's still singing. Yeah. To me, that's just kind of dangerous just because helicopters break so often. Right. I mean, maybe not often, but I don't know. They just make me feel uncomfortable, especially flying over. Just going down into that stadium where so many people were. Yeah. Is a little bit scary, but she was fine. They were fine. Yes. The tribute to Motown was also fun with like the Temptations and Smokey Robinson and Boys to Men and Queen Latifah. And well, there was Martha Reeves and the Vandellas who sounded a little. It wasn't my style. <laughs> as far as <laughs> as far as she goes, but the rest of everybody really sounded fantastic. Yeah. And it, that was just that was a great tribute. And then also when Beyonce first did it and had Destiny's Child come on. Yeah, that was a fun one for that sure. That was great. Yeah. Michael Jackson, of course, was yeah. 
you know. Quite the performance. Yes, it was. And then there were some weird ones, too. Like the 1995 Super Bowl with Patti LaBelle and Tony Bennett. Like, I was thinking, yeah, let's watch that because it's Patti LaBelle like, and Tony Bennett, like these icons. So this should be amazing. They pulled in like the whole Indiana Jones stunt show from MGM. It was just an ad. And now it's like Hollywood Studios. Yeah, but- it was just an ad for that. That's yeah, but it. It, it was like the whole halftime show. It was awful. And it would stop and they would sing for a little bit. And then they'd go back in there and like, oh, Indy, Indy. No, no, no. It was just like, was what like, is happening right now? Welcome to the right Indiana now? Jones stunt show. It was like a mix of Indiana Jones and Lion King. It was so bizarre. It was very strange. I was just like, what in the world are we watching? And then there was a there was one in 2000. It was like the Millennium yes. Extravaganza that I feel like took place actually in Disney World mm-hmm. because they showed Epcot and it was when like the ball had 2000 on the top and I was there at the time. So that's yeah. why like when I saw it, I was like, oh, you know, I've been there, but... Famous. <laughs> but it was Christina Aguilera and Enrique Iglesias. I feel like there were maybe some other people, but we stopped watching at them because it was weird. And they were singing songs that we didn't know. Yeah, it was real rough. Super cheeseball. Like, it just felt like a Disney parade with celebrities did. thrown in. Yeah, it's a good call. That felt like a Disney parade. And you're just like, what am I watching? This is not any fun. Yeah, I would rather like if Christina Aguilera and Enrique are coming out, like singing the songs we know. And maybe yeah. they did go into that, but we just, it was so bad that we couldn't even let it go any yeah. further. Yeah. We're like, the, nope, next. We pulled the cord on that one. And <laughs> this if will you guys not watch it, tell list. us. Yeah. <laughs> well, it will be on our list for how terrible it is. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all we got, right? That's it. You all let us know if you have any performances that we missed. Some phase. I feel like we went through most of them. And then some we just had to leave by the wayside because, mm-hmm. you know, we can't talk about them all. Wanted to let you know that we're going to attempt at least once a week, either like Thursday, maybe Friday or Saturday, doing what we call a concert night. So at the beginning of the pandemic in March-ish, it was when like a lot of Artists started doing some live shows for people to watch. Yeah, like Dave Matthews, I think, yes. was the first one. And it was like, oh, this is fun. And the Dave Matthews was, drive-in. Yeah, right? yes. And then it was this realization that like, oh, we're not going to get to go to any of these concerts that we have tickets for this summer. Like, yeah. you know, I've always been a massive concert goer and, you know, we go not as much as I used to, but we still try to go to several a year. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that got canceled. I know that we had Dave tickets this past summer, right? Yeah, yeah, and they they just postponed it for 2021, yeah. so we'll see. We'll you see. Know? <laughs> Fingers crossed. But it was just that realization of like, oh, we're not going to get to go do this. And then, you know, like anything, once you know you can't do something, you miss it even it's more. It's all you want. <laughs> it's all you want to do. And so we just started trying. I feel like in the beginning we did it on Wednesdays and then it shifted to Thursdays where it was our concert night. When it was warm outside, we would sit out on our patio and we had a TV out there and we would watch just different live performances on YouTube or we we like paid for some something something called uh, Quello or Quello. Yeah, Quello concerts. Yeah, we had that app for a while. Um, But I mean, just just having YouTube is enough, really. You can look up pretty much anything. Yeah, Quello is good for nearly guaranteed like high quality high quality yes they did have good quality but you know it's it's an expense so right but anyway we just we had so much fun with it and we got to look forward to it every week we did it all through the summer and Mm -hmm. then we just it just kind of fell off in the fall 
And once Christmas was over, I think it was like, oh, I need something to look forward to. Yeah. Like, we should start doing concert nights again. Concert night. And we thought maybe some of you might be interested in following along. So this past week, we did our first one on Friday. Uh, we watched several things. So we watched U2 at Red Rocks from 83. Under a Blood Red Sky, as I was corrected this week by my friend. That's the <laughs> name of the concert. I thought he was naming a song. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the name of the concert. It's of like supposedly. the tour? Yeah. No, that's the name of the show at Red Rocks. Oh, okay. It's very specific. I see. I was just too focused on Bono's hair. It was amazing. It was just glorious. And then we watched Pearl Jam at Pink Pop in 92. Which was... By far one of the best Pearl Jam performances in the Netherlands, right? Yeah. So good. And then we shifted, we watched the Go Go's Wild at the Greek, which was a different experience, but a lot of fun. Yeah, that was mid 80s. I can't remember the year. And I've been to the Greek, but it was in the 2000s, but it almost looked the same. And then we ended it on Madonna, the Blonde Ambition Tour. I feel like it was 90 even. Yes, because we were talking about how I was saying I love an 80s crowd and you were like, this is 1990. This is 1990. Yep. And I was like, I love a 90s even crowd. <laughs> a 90s even crowd. <laughs> I love Madonna, though. And that was like peak Madonna. It was so good. It was just fun to watch her because, you know, obviously she was at the leading edge of a lot of things that were upsetting a lot of people at the time because nobody yeah. had done it, you know. But now when you looking back on it, it's like that's it's nothing like compared. semi tame, you know. Yeah. But still a little edgy. And that's how edgy it was for back then. Right. That's what, 31 years ago? Is that how long it's been? 10, 20, 30, 30? Yes. 31 years ago. Quick math. <laughs> Anyway, so if you are interested in following along, just, you know, pay attention to what we're doing on social media. I'll let you know, give you a heads up when when we're going to do it. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people reach out and say that they had had fun following along. So, yeah. And if it's fun, great. We had fun. We want you to, too. (laughs) (laughs) To, too. And if you don't know, we are at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod on Instagram. And our Facebook group is We Don't Want to Grow Up! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. The next episode.